Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Yeah, I mean, they could play crowd noise and chants and stuff like that. We could okay that perhaps, but I mean, I got to be honest with you. I think sometimes on the bench, I started the ref, you suck chant. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. It's been a while. It's been exactly one one week. Actually, wait. It's been more. We didn't do one after the game in Detroit on Tuesday. So it's been, my math, nine days. Too long. I apologize for that. Hurricanes, of course, won that game in Detroit after the big win in Pittsburgh on Sunday. That was the last time we did one of these when that young guy, Morgan Geeky, scored twice and added an assist in his NHL debut. Uh, obviously, a lot has gone on since then. Uh, we've, uh, we had a game in Detroit. That was cool uh, because we had ACC tournament duties and I was actually broadcasting the Carolina win over Virginia Tech. We didn't get a chance to, uh, to play. You know, it was a good game. Carolina didn't play great in the first uh, 40 minutes. They were okay. They weren't bad. Uh, but they were great in the third period when they had to be against a not very good team and put themselves back on top of the wild card standings, which ultimately may prove very important if the NHL season in whatever form ever resumes. And my guess is that there won't be any more regular season hockey. That's just a guess. Uh, that ultimately, I think, when the league, if the league does return, it should, really should be if, that it would return in playoff form in some way, shape, or form, a playoff sort of a tournament. But uh, we had a long way to go before we get to that. My guess is a minimum of six weeks before we even start thinking about what happens next. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were talking about mid-June or even July before we get to that. With uh, with all of that said, uh, here's what we're going to do today. Eric Cole uh, recorded with him earlier today, so we'll bring you that conversation in which we touch on what it must be like to be dealing with this pandemic, the uh, COVID-19, as an athlete. We'll talk about, we'll get a little, little personal stuff because He's had some other things to deal with, and then we can talk about the fact that we were both doing this remotely. Normally, Eric would come in the studio and we would do this, but he's not even allowed in our studios. Heck, I'm barely allowed in our studios. So, I mean, people who win prizes on the radio show aren't even allowed to come in and get prizes. So there's a lot of things uh, going on, uh, but it was cool to catch up with uh, with Eric Cole. Um, so we'll talk about uh, some things like that. We'll talk about, you know, what happens to the league, and then we'll get into Justin Williams and the way he has played and Morgan Geeky uh, and the way he has played. 
uh, before we uh, before we wrap things up. So there's a lot of things we're going to get to. A uh, couple of things I want you all to think about uh, is that um, we're going to do this again. I think we're going to have Tom Dundon, the owner of the Hurricanes, who just made a very generous, generous, generous donation. Not a donation. Um, let's just say this. Tom Dundon almost entirely will personally fund the payroll for the hourly employees of game day operations. For the people who don't draw a, uh, a salary from the Hurricanes for game day ops, uh, they are hourly employees, part-time employees. Some of them, that's their only job. Some of them, it's their second job. Either way, they're going to get paid. So Don Waddell made that announcement today. Tom Dundon is basically uh, almost all, you know, entirely personally funding that. So you've got that. The Hurricanes Foundation is chipping in some, and the players have been very generous. And that's one of the things you love most about this team. Uh, a world-class group of guys. Uh, I could not be happier to have the privilege to cover them. Uh, there isn't a bad dude in the bunch. I mean, really do like all of them. We don't talk to all of them for various reasons. Some guys are more fun than others. Uh, some guys play better than others. Uh, but, man, it's a great group. Absolutely love the group. And uh, I'm, I really I feel very, very thankful that I get a chance to be around them if and uh, when we'll ever be <laughs> able to get around them again. So, uh, but we're going to, we'll have Tom Dundon on a podcast very soon, hopefully by the end of the week. And we'll also kind of goof around with the owner because I know he's been a proponent of playoff expansion. We'll talk about that in a way because I do think there's stuff to talk about with expanded playoffs because I do think if the league returns, we're going to see an expanded playoff format because frankly, with games remaining in the season, I think that would just be fair. So we'll uh, we'll talk about a lot of things like that with uh, with Tom Dundon at the end of the week, maybe the beginning of next week, but I'd like to do it by the end of this week uh, because you guys need Hurricanes news, and I need Hurricanes news, and frankly, uh, it's one of the most fun things that I do every day is uh, cover the team and think about uh, ways that, you know, information that you guys need and think about ways to present them to you. So this is the Canes Corner Podcast. It's brought to you by Visiting Angels Home Care of Raleigh, providing the best home care services in Wake County for 20 years, called today, and the Aluminum Company of North Carolina for all your exterior home improvement needs. So without further ado, a conversation with Eric Cole, a Stanley Cup champion, Hurricanes ambassador. Yes, Hurricanes ambassador. And a guy I consider a friend. All right, Eric Cole, Stanley Cup champion. This is uh, this is a whole new world that we are living in, and I don't think any of us really like it. Um, can't go anywhere. I mean, you could, but it's probably not a good idea to go anywhere. My son is going stir crazy. He was. We were all set to do uh, stick and puck this weekend. Uh, broke the news that we weren't going anywhere, so we ended up outside in the driveway for an hour working on net front, net front deflections. Uh, he's he's not bad at it right now, but I think it's a little bit more difficult with a hockey ball than it is with a hockey puck. How are you coping with all of this? Because I know you have you, you have an active life. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm doing okay. Day two of you know isolation kind of thing for me, really. Um, my son Landon is doing the online virtual classes, right? So that's so there's that, and then uh, word came in 
yesterday that Bella's uh, classes um, in New York City at Parsons will also go to uh, virtual learning. So so she's not returning to the city anytime soon, which uh, I think she'll be happy about and we'll be happy about that as well. Um, But she's a... She's in northern New York um, at the cottage for the time being on her spring break, uh, kind of hanging out. And there was, you know, as you know, the you know uh, death in the family, and yeah. so so we were we were there. So I actually have uh, done some some air travel uh, over the last um, man five days. It's I was we flew out. Thursday evening to get there and uh, we're back Sunday night. So how was that um, by the way? You know what? It wasn't as bad as I anticipated. And I mean, granted I was flying into Watertown, New York, but um, you know, we threw through, flew through Philly on the way there. And, um, and then on the way back, it was Philly and Charlotte. Both Sunday was much, much busier. Yeah. Um, then, then Thursday was Thursday was very scarce, uh, both at RDU and at Philly. Um, and then on the way home, it seemed like it was a mad dash for a lot of students and workers and people that had just, you know, everyone that had been traveling, uh, was looking to just get home and make sure that they were where they needed to be in case any, you know, major travel bans or even if, you know, domestic travel gets shut down, uh, things like that. So yeah, it it is just, it's, it's amazing how quickly it happened. I think that that's kind of the, the real in your face part of all this is, you know, you're, you're, you're living your life day to day and going about your normal routine. And all of a sudden it's just stripped of you. I can't imagine what you know, athletes are doing right now, they have uh-huh. to be really going stir crazy to, to, to go from, you know, competing every day and practicing and you're, you have your schedule, your routine, and all of a sudden it all just ends. And the college athletes, I feel horrible for even the high school athletes. Uh, I've got a nephew that's a senior over uh, Cleveland school road who's missing uh-huh. out on, you know, pitching his senior year. And, uh, yeah, I just feel awful for 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 those for those people that are that are missing out on those experiences. Let's let's transition to that because this is all also the worst time of the year for a hockey player or a basketball player and a college basketball player, as you mentioned. Um, the NCAA tournament was supposed to start in two. Actually, tonight, really, uh, we're recording this yep. Tuesday. It was supposed to start tonight with the first four. Uh, but last week they made the decision to essentially jettison everything, uh, and uh, what we normally would be talking about, the Hurricanes, would have about a dozen games left in the season, and this is the time of the year where, A, you want to be playing your best hockey, and they apparently were, um, and you're playing for a real prize, and that's to get into the playoffs. So I don't know what kind of contact you have had. We're not allowed, really, to have contact with the players at this point. Um so I, so I don't know if you've spoken to any of these guys. Uh, what must they be going through, especially given the time of the year? Yeah, I, it, it's really hard to to kind of put yourself in, in, in that position uh, just because we've never really had a situation like this. So um, 
you know, I, I feel like it's kind of, it must be relatable to, you know, the first day that a lockout starts where you're, you know, you've been training all summer and you're right. ready to go. And, uh, you know, you're hoping that something gets done, but it doesn't. And then you're kind of sitting around and your, you know, your schedule is, you know, is altered. And then it alters again once you get, you know, several times really once you get, get into, uh, you know, the, the depth of it. Um, whereas, you know, I mean, they just announced, uh, in a statement yesterday for, you know, in terms of the hockey players for guys to be able to travel back to their, right. you know, their native countries and home cities and, um, things like that. And so I was a little surprised by that, but I, I guess, you know, when you're looking at the window and the time frame of, you know, how long they have to be with, without being at, um, at the, any practice facilities or game game facilities, um, you know there there certainly is enough time, and hopefully things will have settled down by then. But um, I haven't had a lot of contact with with guys on the Hurricanes. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, I've been dealing with my yeah. own uh, personal life. Um, so you know, when all this news came, I, I mean, I, I was in Northern New York this past weekend, and I, I can't. I can't tell you how many questions I got about where this whole thing was headed. Right. Um, and, and, you know, people, you know, from there, they, they see me as, you know, an ex NHL or, you know, I have a role with the hurricane. So they expect that, that I have some sort of good news or information or insider scoop. And the reality is that I don't, and I don't think <laughs> anyone really does at no. this point. Um, not even the people on the inside have a scoop. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, so I've, I, I've texted with Justin Williams, uh, a little bit here and there. Um, not anything pertaining to hockey. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, when I, when I do see him, obviously, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get brought up to speed on, you know, where, where they're at and you know what guys are doing I, I would assume that guys could still theoretically get together and and have informal skates or yeah, in small groups like right that yeah i think that they could still do that if guys were uh were willing to and uh, i'm certain that there's there's definitely ice available uh, even <laughs> in the time slots that they had so right. um so i would imagine that that they're they're skating uh and doing some informal skates uh, would be my assumption willie's it's uh, what i it's what uh, i would be doing willie's ping pong game is going to be lethal by the time uh all of this comes to an end i know the nhl you referred to it the nhl yesterday released a uh, sort of a plan uh that they hope to resume in 60 days and allow for a you know an abbreviated training camp like uh period for about two weeks prior uh but 60 days is possibly even optimistic who knows how this is going to work out and they may when they read uh when they do resume it may be without fans so if just using that time frame coming back and playing um in the middle you know mid-may essentially is 60 days from where we are it's it's almost impossible to envision finishing the regular season schedule and then embarking on anything that resembles a playoff um as a put yourself in a player's position 
would you could could you deal with coming back and whatever the playoffs are, and maybe even expand that field a little bit, uh, and then just get right to playoffs and have some sort of a uh, it would be convoluted and abbreviated, but have some sort of a postseason tournament. Uh, you could even call it a festival if you want to separate it from a from an actual championship, uh, just to kind of put some closure on the NHL season and give fans something to be excited about heading into an off season. Yeah, it there is just there is just so many variables that are up in the air when discussing trying to bring everybody back and finish a season, um, you know, 60 days out, or even, I think they were talking about, you know, the training camp starting 45 days out and having that little abbreviated, you know, kind of welcome everybody back. Um, and I know, you know, the, the the saying goes that, you know, when you're, when you're a professional athlete, you're, you're never really out of shape. Like you you feel out of shape, you know, at times just because sure. of what what your level is, uh, you know, prior to the season starting and and, and during the season, because uh, you know there's no way to emulate that kind of uh, that kind of you know work, and so um, there the I, I think some of the the major questions and concerns are, are going to be injuries. It's going to be oh gosh. Uh, contract statuses i mean there's a there's a draft that's supposed to happen there's free agency like (laughs) and there are just i mean there's hundreds of college seniors that have you know had their season end so abruptly and they're all now like what happens with with those players Would, would any of them have the opportunity to join a roster and perhaps play in an abbreviated playoffs which would have to be you know so cut down that it's you're looking at a best of three or a best of five game series, maybe for like the, the prelims and then hopefully a seven game series for the cup. But at the end of the day, there's just always going to be an asterisk like on this season and on, and on whatever the result is. And so I just, you know, I, I just can't, I can't imagine, you know, what, what the NHL offices must be going through sitting and trying to work out uh, different scenarios and trying to make it work. And then you, you have to factor in the, the building availability. It's just, there are so many things that go into putting a <laughs> season together as it is. It's uh, it's yeah, it's just uncharted waters. Uh, so, so let me float this, this kind of uh, plan. Uh, at you, and then we'll move on, and we'll talk about uh, some players, including a guy you referenced a few minutes ago, Justin Williams. Uh, so, because if I were, let's say, Columbus, uh, and I had enough points right now to be in, but I played however many more games than, say, the Islanders, and my percentage of points per game is lower, uh, and I would be mad if they took me out. Uh, if you essentially did uh, the the non-wild card teams, everybody in the top three in their division is in. And then you took, essentially, the next eight best teams and let them play a one... And I think you could do this regardless of conference. You don't. I would, you wouldn't have to do it, uh, you know, best uh, however many in the... You know, best four in the East, best four in the West. You, either way, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. 
uh, have them play a one-game play-in and then do 16 teams, best-of-three series, the entire way through, maybe until you get to the finals, and then that would be a best-of-five. And you could probably have that completed in four weeks. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's that's definitely going to be a scenario that's probably getting thrown against the wall in, in right. New York. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure that you know they're they're trying to play out every scenario in in their head, and I think you know what what Gary Bettman you know released in his statement yesterday was that it's it's whatever it is, it's you know it's going to be done with integrity, and so you know there's there's going to be there's always going to be a, a team that is, uh, you know, perhaps griping about it a little bit, um, no matter what the decision, right. uh, you, you gotta, you also have to look at some of those teams, especially out West where the, you know, the wild card race is much, much tighter, right. Um, uh, than, than it is here in the East. There's a bit more of a, a, a drop off here with, you know, you know, there's the, the clear cut three or four teams that are, that are vying for it. And then the Metro, you know, it's <laughs> five teams that are vying for the first five right. places. <laughs> Everybody, but the devils is in it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it, it's just, there's just a lot of, a lot of different scenarios there. And, and like you said, you know, they could do a play in, uh, you know, for the last two wildcard spots. But so does that mean that only those teams are returning to, to open up their doors and the rest of these teams are, are shutting it down. There's, you know, there's no more home games for any of the, right. the fans in those other cities seasons over. It, it's just, uh, I, I mean, it, it's just a lot of, a lot of difficult, right. you know, variables to have to try and navigate and figure out. But I mean, certainly that is a scenario that, that could play out and work. Um, if they decided to just bring, those teams in and then, but I, 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 I gotta say that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those teams that aren't allowed to have these extra games and aren't allowed, uh, you know, any extra time or, you know, revenue that perhaps something gets done with, you know, to support all the, all the teams across the league and maybe, you know, the revenues, for the playoffs are, are somehow shared amongst right. all the clubs or, you know, divvied up or prorated or whatever it is just to try and help every franchise uh, along. Because I mean, we all know that there are some franchises that aren't doing great financially. Right. Um, and you know, with, with what's going on in all, in all these, you know, blacked out buildings where, you know, the, 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 the part-time workers are, are, are losing hours and they're losing their wages. And so it affects them. It affects, you know, em- everything all the way down the, the, the chain. And so there's just, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot that, that needs to be recouped uh, for, oh, yeah. for several, several uh, individuals. As a player, uh, this final thing on this particular topic, how would you deal with playing without fans and essentially an empty building? I mean, you know, there's a slight answer in there. That's really, really <laughs> easy for me right. because because I, I played in Atlanta those last couple of years <laughs> that they were in the league, and it kind of you know you you watch the, some of the talk shows and 
and TV shows uh, that are going on right now, and they they pan to the audience, and it's you know interns and right. people that you know are writers and you know work behind the scenes that are just sitting out there watching it that probably might even be the first time they've ever watched it. And I feel like that's kind of like what it would be, um, you know, at these NHL arenas where uh, it would be, you know, that, you know, that atmosphere would, you know, the, the, the lacking of the atmosphere would, would be, uh, it, it, it would be hard just because there's no, uh, you know, there's no, you know, building off that crowd's energy right. or there's, you know, the momentum or, you know, like, you know, a crowd can, can make another team feel like, you know, the home team is breathing down their neck. Sure. And, you know, it's, um, it's, it's things like that, that definitely sway outcomes of, of contests. So, uh, yeah, it, it would be strange, but, you know, once the puck drops, obviously, you know, you're only paying attention to what's inside the glass. And who would say ref, you suck? I mean, somebody <laughs> has to be there to do that, and it would be inappropriate well, for the arena to have that piped in through the jumbotron. Yeah, I mean, they could play crowd noise and chants and stuff like that. We could okay that, perhaps. But I mean, I got to be honest with you. I think sometimes on the bench, I started the ref, you suck chant. <laughs> all right let's i move. definitely I, I definitely used to try and get the fans into the booing i'd start booing or i'd boo along with them that's fantastic that was always fun andre svechnikov play catch with aho now trocek backhand deferral sebastian aho draws it in on mantha takes it downstairs for svechnikov williams scores justin williams has goals in five straight Power play goal, Carolina with a 3-2 lead. All right, Justin Williams, you you forecast that he was going to come back a few years ago. Um, you counseled me about a month ago when Justin was going through his dip, and you said yeah, he'll, he'll be fine, normal dip. Um, the last five games before the season was halted, or paused, as the league likes to say, uh, I think we saw not only vintage Justin with his mind, but he was arguably their best forward either way, uh, which is not unlike what happened last year at this time when he suddenly morphed into their best forward at age 37. Now he's 38. Uh, he's a remarkable athlete for just his hand-eye coordination and al- alone, and then you factor in all the other things. What have you seen from him uh, over this stretch where he's come back, which had to be hard anyway? Yeah, I mean, even just to to jump back in after missing that time, and uh, you know, it, like I said before, there's nothing. There's no training that emulates, you know, being on the ice every day and uh, and, and competing at the NHL level. Um, so you, you you knew that he would be he would be fine to start, and he would start strong because he he had prepared and, and got himself to where he needed to be. But there is that, that lull that you and I talked about that you, you were worried about and kind yeah. of quizzed me on. And, um, and it's just, it's completely normal to, to happen because you have to, you have to get your, get your body back into that grind in that, that mode. It, it takes some conditioning to, you know, to get back to where, 
you know, something hurts every day. And it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's just no, there's no mornings during an NHL season that you don't wake up with a bruise or a lump or something's tired or sore. It's, and if you do, then you're not playing hard enough, plain and simple. So, um, so it, it, there is that little bit of, of, of reconditioning of, of your body to, to getting used to what it's like the day to day. Um, and then after that, you know, it, you, you come out of it. You just you have to work through it, which is it's the most difficult and frustrating part of the whole process. Just because you you know you're doing everything right, you're doing the same routine, you're you're working, and but you know the the, the legs just aren't there, or the mind's just a touch slow, or whatever it is. Um, but usually it's it's physical, and uh, and you're just you're just to touch off but you just can't you know you can't put your finger on it kind of thing right um but then you know eventually you just keep working and you keep working and it, and it's almost like a, a light switch where you you know you could wake up one day and be like oh like <laughs> all right like you know what like I, I feel good today like you get to the rink and your legs feel good you got good energy good jump whatever was you know, bothering you in terms of, um, you know, like an injury per right. se, and you're, you're, you're ready to go and you, you feel that, that confidence and that swagger. And, and then when you get on the ice, it, it shows. And, you know, every, everybody that plays in the NHL is there for a reason. They're a good hockey player. Right. And a lot of what I, I've said this a lot when talking about, you know, you look at guys that make it and guys that don't, or guys that stick around and guys that don't, and it's it's opportunity and confidence. You have to be given the opportunity by a coach or an organization or a GM or just whomever. You need somebody that believes in you, and then you have to have them or an opportunity present itself for you to be able to go out there and, and make the most of it. And granted, there are times that guys – do or don't make the most of, of an opportunity that they're given, or maybe they, you know, don't appreciate it as, or don't recognize it. But, um, but every, everyone's good. Everyone's a, you know, a, a good player and capable. And so it, it's really just, you know, having that kind of inner belief that is what, you know, along with, uh, you know, talent level, you know, to some of the elite players that, you know, make it so great. Yeah, I, I just hope he'll be able to uh, get back in it after because when you you know when you're you know, not idle because he had been working out probably since the beginning of November, maybe even late October. Um, but then when you shut it down now for two months, which is essentially what pro- what is likely going to happen, maybe even a little bit more. Who knows? I uh, just hope he'll be able to crank it back up for whatever happens. I'm not sure what happens in terms of postseason uh, and however they do it really matters in the grand scheme of things but it will just be nice to put the uh to put the sport back on the ice has there has there been anything that he's done i mean whether it's the shootouts which i don't think he was ever a specialist in the shootout before but he's three for three and all three goals were deciding goals uh which is i mean too good um but is there anything that he's done that is that has made you laugh um well i mean I think obviously the, you know, the, the shootout goals were, 
were were pretty pretty large in terms of you know what what they meant at the right. time um and and not just for him but for the team um and so i think you know like i you know watching him when when you had had texted with me and were asking about his lull uh i I was fortunately I was I was at a point in my season with Landon that um, that I could pay a little bit more attention to to the Hurricanes games. Right. And so I watched and you know like sometimes you just you know put your ISO cam on on one guy and pay attention and just you know watch his movement around the ice and and things and you know for me it, I felt really comfortable in in my assessment that I gave to you of you know what was what was going to happen and you could see it from uh uh what game was it um where they uh, i think it was not the montreal game but the game before the montreal okay uh, at home uh, against game. colorado I, yes i th- i thought that he he didn't look he didn't look great he didn't look as fluid you know as he probably should have but then watching the game in Philadelphia which was an you know another loss but watching him and especially when uh the third period rolled around and he was paired with with Jordan and Brock McGinn yeah and you know they they got they got the goal that makes it 2-1 which you know was you know just him stopping in front you know Jordo makes a, a great great play to the backside but the their movement as a as a as a unit of three for the the start of that third period and then throughout the rest of that game, you could see that they looked like they had kind of found something together, and then it it, it carried over through you know until when you know the the pause button got right. hit, and and you could you could kind of see it, you could just see in in their their cycle game and um, you know just I. I, I I think it was, I don't know, maybe a comfort level or what, or if it was just, you know what, like enough's enough. Like we're going to like, let's, let's be, you know, let's, let's be difference makers. Let's, you know, I could, I could hear Justin saying something like that on the bench to, to line mates saying, you know what, Hey, like, let's go, let's enough's enough. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's be the difference out there. Like put it on ourselves. And, you know, he, you know, a, a challenge like that to, you know, to himself and to his line mates. And, and then they're, you know, they're basically showing the way for how the rest of the team needs to, needs to play, how hard they need to play. And, and it shows it's why he's such a, a great player and a great leader. Getting to it. Good defensive play by Morgan Geeky, the young rookie in his second game out to center. Madison Bowie drawn back by Gardner. Now Geeky, nice little pass over the line. He gets it back from Fogel. He scores! The beat goes on for Morgan Geeky. 11.02 left to go in period one. The kid does it again. Carolina has a 1-0 lead. At the other end of the experience spectrum is Morgan Geeky, who has four points in two games, because that's what I guess he was supposed to come up and do, uh, score three goals and have an assist. Um, Now, you started, when you were a rookie, you started the season. And I know we've talked about this before. uh, But Geeky is coming into a situation. His first game is in Pittsburgh. um, And this is a team that absolutely has to continue uh, compiling points. 
And I was struck by the amount of, by just the poise that he played with. The the style of game fits what Rod likes. Um, I mean, how do you how do you even quantify what he has, the job he has done, even in two games as an NHLer? Brings me back to you know confidence and an opportunity. You know right. he 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 was he was having a good season uh, in Charlotte and you know was was playing well and and it's it's good on the organization to to recognize hey this guy can help us right you know like like why not like let let's see let's see if he can help us because there are times where you know guys are are playing in the minors and they you know they they get to the NHL level and they're still not quite sure that they belong there or the opportunity of of you know where they're playing in the lineup or something like that maybe isn't isn't anywhere kind of near you know the kind of minutes or, or role that they're playing for the AHL team and so you know you look at the Pittsburgh game and you know Roddy's got him out there on the power play and, yeah you know like it's <laughs> it, it's things things like that that that'll you know provide him with that confidence like all right like you know they 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 believe in me here they they recognize you know that you know I'm, I'm a power play guy i do this that you know like it's um you know you look at a, a player who's i think he's the all-time points leader in ahl history and keith a coin <laughs> who who just could never stick with an nhl club because right. on every ahl team he'd ever been on he was a top six guy in every nhl team he'd ever been on he was a bottom six guy right and he just wasn't a bottom six player like he, he couldn't you know play those kind of minutes or you know not have you know those the, the touches with the puck that he needed so you know it's it, it's great to see that you know that the organization has the depth that it does you yeah. know both goalies get hurt we have have to bring up both goalies from from Charlotte. You know, it's it's things like that. You know, they show like you know what a great job you know Ronnie did stockpiling you know the franchise you know for years down uh-huh. the road. And obviously, it's you know it's gonna you know, it's gonna take you know a good amount of, of of continuing to manage those assets. But it's important that they're there. They've had success. They had success last year. And it's just great to see a, a, a guy come up and uh, have his parents in the building and everything. It's <laughs> uh, just a you know, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know, way to to start his career. And let's hope that it continues. And it, it, he seems so matter of fact about it after the game. It's like he just came up to do my job and. Uh, I think Rod was probably impressed. I think he was probably more impressed with a couple of good defensive plays in front of his own goal uh, on his either I, like it may be his second or third shift. It was certainly before he scored the goal, uh, and that yeah. uh, that breeds confidence in the head coach. All right, you go wash your hands, uh, and because yeah. uh, everybody has to continue washing their hands, and we'll talk again soon. Is that cool? Sounds good, bud. All right, thanks for hanging out on the Canes Corner podcast. Brought to you by Visiting Angels Home Care of Raleigh, providing the best home care services in Wake County for 20 years called today, and the Aluminum Company of North Carolina for all your exterior home improvement needs. Once again, we'll catch up with Tom Dundon by the end of the week. Hope to have a couple of things uh, I'm working on uh, for you as we kind of uh, go through hockey withdrawal. And again, I thought we talked about this with Eric. This 
pause, if you will, for good reasons, bad reasons, but good reasons. Uh, we're trying to keep everybody alive, right? Trying to keep the hospitals uh, from overflowing. It really came at a terrible time, not because the hurricanes were playing well, and they clearly were playing well, but it came at a terrible time because this, if you if you are a sports fan, there are very few times of the year that are better than March into April, end of the NHL season, end of the NBA season, and, and corresponding playoffs. March Madness, the Final Four, the Masters, the start of baseball. If you're not a baseball fan, sorry, but it's just a great time of the year. Heck, even if you're a football fan, there's tons of stuff going on. Uh, Brady ditched the Patriots. Cam Newton got kicked out of the Panthers. Uh, You got Teddy Bridgewater in. The draft is coming up. There's so many things going on. And we're just sitting at home. And that's bad. So hope everybody's safe. Wash your hands. Keep your uh, practice social distancing. That's my. That's what, an incredible phrase. I'm really upset that I didn't realize it until uh, the last couple of months. So let's uh, let's take care of each other, and uh, hopefully, before too long, a couple of months maybe, we'll be back at PNC Arena watching the Hurricanes uh, chase down a playoff spot and then take their swings. Uh, at the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, That's all I got. Special shout-out to my man John Forslund, uh, who has been hanging out in his basement while he is uh, self-quarantined. Man, he's the best, the absolute best. Uh, And thanks for hanging out on the um, Kane's Corner podcast. Give us a rating. As my friend Bamani Jones says, if you give us four stars, I just have to consider you a hater. So five-star rating and subscribe to it so it shows up in your phone as this one did nine days after the last one. See you later. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.